everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, NGR Radio's Xbox podcast. Even in audio form, we throw up the X. Because <laughs> yes, we are about to throw it down. I'm your host, Eddie V. Joining me is the wise best consonite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. Hello, Ed. How's it going? It is going good, man. We just had a great discussion on Nintendo Power Block. If you guys have not checked it out, do go check out that episode. Me and Jesse had a good discussion about the news and ideas for a port version of Rainbow Six Siege. Trust me, you need to listen to that because Jesse, he came through with the ideas and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, like that discussion wasn't planned, but it was a great topic. So, guys, do check out Nintendo Power Block on Nerds Gone Rogue or on NGRRadio.com. Uh, but this is it, Arsenal X, our Xbox podcast. And uh, as always, we're going to get into what's been in our Arsenal. I'm actually going to start first. Um, so, uh, I didn't play anything for Xbox. Um, and I've got to tell you this, Jesse, um, uh, while I was doing the treasure episode, uh, for optional opinion, um, I was talking about a game called Guardian Heroes and kind of, okay. fi- kind of find out that I think there's an HD version that's backwards compatible. Um, didn't know that it came up to 360, but it is backwards oh. compatible for Xbox one. Um, so I need to hook my system, my Xbox one up, uh, see how much it costs and actually buy the game. Um, okay. because it, that game came out for the Sega Saturn. Uh, oh, okay. and I, and ever since I seen that game, um, I always wanted to play. It's a role playing beat em up game where you go oh, to okay. different paths and stuff. Um, I, and I don't know, ha, have you heard of Dungeons and Dragons by Capcom? Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the arcade game? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. in that realm where you could go okay. to different areas and stuff. When you complete okay. it and uh, level up, level up your character. So I'm, I'm going to check that on Xbox One. Um, I, I'm, I'm then I'm also thinking of I have Mafia Three for PS4, um, uh, but I also got it for Xbox One. Uh, and I think I'm gonna play it on. I'm gonna try to probably, I might end up playing it on both systems, but I think I'm gonna return that to uh, Xbox One and let that be my uh, Xbox One game uh, that I want to report on. Um, but uh, for Switch, I've been playing definitely Octopath Traveler, um, getting ready to hop back into um, uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, did play some Ikaruga, just like really love that game, having fun. Actually played that with the Pro Controller. Um, and, I, okay. and I've and i been playing Octopath Traveler also with the Pro Controller, and I think I'm going to be trying to play some more games with the Pro Controller. It's not that I don't like the Joy-Cons or anything. Um, I normally, when I take my Switch on the go... I do all uh I do all of my uh gaming on the Joy-Con. Um so uh uh once I get my grip back, uh I'm going to be put <laughs> I probably going to be playing my Joy uh my playing my Joy-Cons on the grip and playing for there. Uh for uh PS4, I played uh Neck 2 and I ended up being that gay. Um, and also destroyed, uh, always destroyed, <laughs> also started Detroit Become Human and really am enjoying that game. Um, I got a blog on NGRRadio.com called The Fascination of Free Will. Um, Detroit Become Human inspired me to write that. So, guys, check it out if you if you want to read it. Um, 
And Moose, if you're listening to this, uh, I will be hopping back into Horizon Zero Dawn. He wants me to get the get the platinum because uh, I didn't <laughs> get the platinum in uh, Ratchet and Clank. I still got to go back and finish that whole game um, and try to get the platinum in there. Uh, but he wants me to do uh, get the Platinum Horizon Zero Dawn. So maybe later on this month or next month, I'm going uh, to be working on that. Um, I do still have my secret project, but you guys probably know what it is by now. But I have actually um, settled on a theme for it. And I also have a special person doing the epilogue. Can't tell you who it is just yet. You guys will have to check it out when it goes live in September. Um, but I will be getting guests and stuff ready for that. Uh, I will be getting blogs and stuff ready for that also. Um, and, and I cannot wait to have the discussions with with a lot of my special guests on there because this one, this one is it, this one is going to be so fun and so good, like I did the others. But I think this one is going to be very in depth. Uh, where i'm going with this thing for this project so um like i said you guys will be able to see it um on ngrradio.com uh in september um i haven't gave, given out the official release date on when all of that will be going live uh but i'm still in the preparation stages on getting things together for that but that's pretty much what's been in my arsenal um unfortunately i didn't get back to dark siders 2 on my wii u uh, but i plan to do that um uh, when i get a chance I, I might be jumping back between uh switch and wii u for a good while but i mean uh hopefully next week i will have something for uh xbox one um and i hopefully i um because i'm off a lot this week from work so i am going to try to spend some time doing captain uh, Sp- uh captain spirit I think, is that it? Mm-hmm. Captain Spirit? Yep, uh, Captain Spirit. Yeah, uh, about to say Captain Planet, but that's for something else. That's another discussion <laughs> for another podcast. That He's I'm our having. hero. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Going to so, take pollution down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can't believe you remember that. Uh, but, oh, I, I loved that show. I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> SWAT Cats was my thing. Uh, I love SWAT Cats. Um, uh, when TBS oh, yeah, used to SWAT. show cartoons. <laughs> yeah. It used yeah. to show. Look, it used to come on. I don't know if it came around your uh, at the same time around you, but it was like on Sundays. I think around like four or five o'clock on TBS. Yeah. The, um. Sunday. Well, yeah. I, well, I think Captain, I, I, I think Captain Planet was at a different time, but yeah, they, th- that was during the weekdays. I think I I want to say a lot of that was after was the was the after school cartoon. Yeah, you know, like the, in that that after school cartoon things because they tried to have a lot of that like Magic School Bus and and things like that. I think after school. Yeah, because I think TBS had Secret Squ- Secret Squirrel, Secret Squirrel. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't really watch that, but I do know what you're talking about. I kind of vaguely remember yeah, it. It would have that, and then it would go into SWAT cast because I think at the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's another discussion for another podcast. Uh, I'm going to be on another podcast talking about that. Uh, 
but um well actually everybody yes that's the optional opinion plug once again um i talked to uh johnny and deuce and ha- uh, happy opera with johnny and deuce and we actually cover cartoons from the 80s and from the 90s so uh you might do some research it is on soundcloud check out that episode those two that two-part episode because we talked about cartoons and movies and we had a great discussion i love that discussion <laughs> uh but yeah that's pretty much what's been in my arsenal now to the wise wisconsinite he has something special to talk about that's been his arsenal and i don't know what it is but i'm <laughs> very intrigued so jesse uh... what's been in your arsenal all right so first off i just want to start out um like I'm I'm hopefully going to start trying to stream stuff on my own personal uh Twitch thing every mm-hmm. once in a while. And so like if if you're interested um my my Twitch handle for right now I do want to kind of change it to what my handle my uh Xbox Live uh name is and kind of all try to keep all that stuff similar so then it's I can be found on that everywhere. But for right now, it's sub underscore Hume, H-U-M underscore A-N-S. And again, uh, it's together it says Subhumans. It's a, it's a punk band that I like a lot. That's the way that they, they do the lettering on their, on their uh, for their band, actually. It is an underscore for each thing. So, you know, so it's broken or it's not, it's not an underscore. It's in like the brackets or whatever, but, it, but yeah, anyway, so that's, that's what it is on Twitch. You can find me on there if you want to watch stuff. And so then that will go into what I've been playing recently. Um, I got back into some Forza Horizon 3 and uh, the other day I just thought, ah, oh, what the heck, I'll just stream while I'm playing. And uh, I think it started off with me turning like I had this uh, El Camino style, you know, the car, half car, half truck. Uh-huh. And and it was all black. And I and I uh, was making decals to turn it into a bullet bill. So it's got the, the little white arms on the side and then the, the, you know, the mouth with the teeth and then the the eyes you know so i so i turned my my elka my black El Camino into a bullet bill and so <laughs> and so ah. and so i was just driving the driving it around just causing chaos and like smashing into things and <laughs> at, at one point i i held the camera uh-huh. i held the i held the camera so it was just showing the side of my car so it just looked like bullet bill flying through and I would try to drive like that without actually being able to see what's in front of me. Just like, so it was like, it was like driving side scrolling, <laughs> like in a, in a Mario game. And That's so amazing. Yeah. So I was just doing stuff like that. And I, I, uh, like what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to, uh, like, you like in that game you get like there's certain songs that come on uh-huh. that will uh double your your uh your times thing that you get for for uh making you know like doing stunts and you know like you can combine uh different things and try to get your your trick meter all the way up and when that song's on you can get it up to times 10 yeah. And so the other day I finally was able to I wanted to try to get over th- uh 300,000 points 
for a for a combo or whatever. Uh-huh. And so I find I finally did it and got got a and then and then they have like things where like there's a um speed like uh camera things that will take a picture of you and clock you like how fast you're going. Yeah. And I, and I was able to go through like I was trying to beat my my personal best in that the other day too. And I finally was able to get clocked going through one of those at like 170 or, or I think it was 178 miles an hour or something like that. Ooh. Which which it's it's really difficult to do because there's a lot of traffic on the road. Yeah. That's that's you know procedurally generated or whatever. It's like it's not like there's no rhyme or reason as to why cars are in certain. So sometimes there could be a lot of cars in front of those cameras and sometimes only a few. But so you've got to try to dodge them and still you know maintain a really high speed while going through it so it can be very tricky to do but i was working on that for a, so like i just stuff like that I'll, I'll just occasionally i'll jump into games um if i see that like people joined joined my twitter thing i will turn the mic on sometimes and talk but a lot of the times i i usually will just like try to do something like just more for entertainment for people to watch yeah and, and and like I do try to watch if people are joining, I will try to pull up the like the chat thing on my phone or something just in case if someone's in the chat, uh, you know, and try to pay attention. But for the most part, I don't really have intentions of doing a whole lot, you know, like when I do it, unless people join. Like if there are people in the room, I will try to interact with people. I need to um, I, I, like you asked uh we should co-op uh Forza 3 cuz I have it and I was yeah. like and now I was just looking at it just like you know what yeah let me jump in with uh when you have time uh probably when I see you online to be like oh he's playing Forza I'm just like hey you want to chat about this you want to act foolish or do you want to twitch this <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well you and you said you had off uh this week a little bit so yeah. like there's a possibility of it happening during the week this week cuz uh I there or well not I guess not this week but next next week that would be actually well oh well we can yeah we can figure something out if it if it works out we could try to do that for sure you know how to because, message me just be like hey, you yeah, play something yeah. like let's do this yeah. I know one day I probably won't do it this week. I uh, might go back to Chicago uh, this okay. week. Um, okay. But I don't know. It's not. It's not guaranteed or set in stone yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, I I love I love uh, I want to go back to Chicago again. Too like because I we I just love going to the different like museum places and stuff that they have there. Yeah, I'm going to, and we're going to get back into the show. Um, I know uh, Charlie from Secret Friends Unite. I think him and Ty are going to be in the city. Um, I think I'm going to try to go this year because I normally don't have to be at work until like 4 on a Saturday. So I think I'm going to try to go there, meet up with them, kick it, uh, and then probably leave around like 2 to get back here so I could change clothes and get ready for work. So I'm going to see uh, if that if I can get. I'm probably going to put some money to the side to be like, look, I need to go see these guys because um, I don't know if I need well, to buy tickets early in advance or if I could buy tickets there when I get in. When I get there. well, I think you can do either. 
Um, but yeah, and especially with this being the last year for Comic Con, mm-hmm. the Wizard World thing there, like yeah, this would definitely be the year to go because I, I from what I understand, it might not be there anymore. So, okay. But um, yeah, I because I do actually plan on going as well. Hopefully, I gotta talk to my wife about that tomorrow and try to see if that will work out. So uh, we can meet up then too. So. Yeah, because I yeah I'm planning on going that Saturday. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, because we usually go on Saturdays. I think I think we usually go Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta see too exactly what their plan is, because my friend uh, Robert and his and sometimes his dad usually brings us, so then none of us have to drive. But I I don't I think last year the last year we went and uh, my my friend's uh, fiance she drove so okay. so so yeah I, either way I'm hoping that I'll be able to go as well because with this being the last year. And it's really a bummer because I always looked forward every year to trying to go to it. So, but yeah, so, um, the, what else I've been playing, I, I did jump back into battlefield one a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, earlier this week and I was just, you know, just playing that, giving it a try and, you know, and it's, it's all right. I just, I still, I'm, I'm just kind of ready for the new one, the next one to see what this next one's going to be. I I just you know Battlefield One wasn't a bad game, it it did a lot of really cool things, but like I'm just like I'm just we're so uh, spoiled with like all the attachments and things and the you know the more modern style games like that that like that that Battlefield game is just so bare bones because of the time the you know the time period that it takes place. So it just kind of, it was kind of boring in a lot of ways for me. Um, I actually, before we started the recording the shows, I, I've been wanting to get back into Battlefield Hardline yeah. and play some, play some online. So I actually did go in and play a match or two of that today. And then um, I actually finished Captain Spirit today. So, because I, <laughs> yeah, because I started it, I started it yesterday. Or well, no, actually, I started it like a week or so ago. Uh-huh. Um, and but then I, uh, I finally got back into it uh, yesterday, and got got a good chunk more into it, and then I finally beat it today. But I'm gonna just warn you right now: there is there is one thing like you in that game. There was a bunch of like th- objectives that you had to, to try to 100% the game. Mm-hmm. And I found that there's certain things. If you make, if you make choices at certain periods of time, uh, there'll be certain secrets or things that you can find that you won't be able to find later because you did something in a different sequence. So like there was, I don't know, there were certain things that I, I feel like I wasn't able to do that that and the only reason I know this is because one of the things in there I don't know how you're supposed to find figure figure out the like with it's not really giving anything away but there like you have uh there's a phone in your house that that has a password in order to be able to get into it you have yeah. to know the password and I for the life of me do not know how you're supposed to figure the password out 
Like I went through, I checked and rechecked everything like multiple times. And like, I put in so many dates and address or addresses and birthdays and like these days. And I like, and I, and then I had to look it up. I could not figure it out. I looked it up and it turns out like everyone's like, yeah, I don't know how you're supposed to come up with this date or this password. So it's like everyone's saying the same thing that like, we don't know how people are coming up with that password, just playing it on their own because like the, the, the password didn't make any sense, like where they were getting it from. So I don't, I I still don't know. I, maybe there is some ex- explanation. I might have to look into that and Wonder see where connected to the first um, Life is Strange. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's possible that something like that could be. But I, I but I finished it, and yeah, like for a little de- like a little you know small kind of demo game, it, it was pretty good. Like I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward more now after playing that to the second one because i i've never played the first one Mm -hmm. so i don't really i don't really i didn't really know too much about it i didn't really know if it was going to be something that i would be interested in and and now after playing this i think i might have to go back eventually and and play that first one and and you know because it does tie in to to this captain spirit thing like as you're as you're reading things and finding things throughout your house, there's uh, hints to the first game. So, I, I th- guess I think they said it's available for four dollars on Xbox One, four or eight dollars. Um, oh, the the first one. Yeah, so it okay. might be over by the time this episode comes, but probably after the podcast, if you want to go check, you can. yeah, go check it out. Yeah, I should. So yeah, I finished that, and then. <laughs> the thing that Ed doesn't know about. So I I went on I went on against against all my best judgments. <laughs> I went on I went on the Xbox uh um the sales thing and I bought a little game called Resident Evil Four. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes! No. I. I so I played it and I instantly remembered why I hated that game. <laughs> that that game has such bad controls. Like seriously, like it, it like that game should be played on a on a uh, it feels like like the only way to play that game is to play it on a on a um uh Nintendo 64 controller. Well, it was I think it, because it had the GameCube control, control design in it, uh, playing okay. it with the GameCube controller made it easier. Okay. Um, and so uh, it being adapted to all these other consoles, uh, the control design might be different. Because I, okay. I got even got Resident Evil 4 uh, for, uh, like, physical. Um, but yeah. I got, like, a used copy for Xbox okay. One. Well, so yeah, but I like I just I, it just is so like the the controls are just way too tanky. Like, like because I I don't like that you can't like you can't you know like nowadays in games like when you press when you press left or right on your analog on your on your left analog stick, your character will turn and go that way like that you're going. 
But with this one, you've got to make them turn around kind of mm-hmm. and then start going forward in that direction. So it just it it's just it's way it, too it, hard. It, because uh, when it came to Ganku, don't forget Ganku didn't have analog. Yeah, the, the well, they, yeah, they had that little yellow, yeah, little yeah. yellow analog so, stick. Uh, it doesn't control like Gears of War anything. Yeah, because that's yeah. what that might be why you don't like the controls because you're trying yeah. to play it as Gears or play it as a third person action game, and it's yeah. not so much as that. Or over well, the shoulder, it, I should say. Well, yeah, well, see, that's the thing is like I if they would have just kept the like fixed the fixed uh you know camera like style like the original ones yeah i think it would have been a lot better because like it just you know it like as much as people dislike that 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 style at times just you know like moving to four like like in my opinion four makes uh, makes a statement as to why maybe that fixed uh cameras <laughs> style wasn't so bad <laughs> because because <laughs> i just yeah it's just really hard to to get into and enjoy it like i like it's just way too tanky and like i i don't like how if you're, you're even just slightly looking the wrong way when you go to aim down your gun my character will look way off to the other side and you know, and then by the time you move your characters slowly, move your gun over to shoot the people coming at you, they're already stabbing you with stuff. <laughs> it, like it's just, it's just so bad. You like, know what? They, is that when you get to the town? Yeah, that first okay. town. Area. So what I do is, uh, and anyone could and could do this. Uh, when you get in the town, uh, make a right. And I think it's like the last house that you you could get in. And what happens is is that because none of them can jump through the window in that house, all yeah. of them got to come to the front door. So okay. I don't know if it works still on Xbox One, but instead of using bullets, I pull out my knife. And yeah. while, that, while they try to come through the door, I'm just swiping. So it's hitting them in their neck. And all yeah. of them would die, and uh, like if none of them would attack you, you just keep swiping, you keep swiping just at their neck until the yeah. cutscene happens, and you have okay. used no bullets or anything. Okay, yeah, because I literally ran out of bullets during that time, and like, yeah, that was another thing too. Is like they literally start you off with nothing. Yeah, they like you, you. You don't you don't get any bullets at all, and it and it still takes like. Like, I was shooting the guys, like, in the head or the neck area, and it just would not down them in one shot. Like, it was still taking three or two shots. Because I don't know and, if you could run to the bell tower house and go up all the way to the bell tower just yet. Um, because okay. if you go to all the houses on the left, um, you're going to uh, encounter the chainsaw. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I, I, I vaguely remember a lot. Because I... I've gotten much further than this uh, in the when I played it the first time, mm-hmm. you know, like because I I mean I've played this game before, and but yeah, like that was uh, that was always my issue is I just didn't care for, like you know it, it was just like it was like two strikes for me it was like one I I pref- I've always preferred the re- the the zombie style, you know like 
character uh bad guys and you know and they changed that and then they went and they changed the whole camera thing and and the controls just didn't work well for me so it was like those two things combined i was just like yeah i'm 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 just was done with the series at that point <laughs> are you going to try to see it all the way through though Resident Evil 4 I don't know. I I can't make any promises because I I really am not enjoying it. Do you want me <laughs> to join along like uh like when you played I'll play it on Xbox cuz I already honestly, beat the game. Yeah, honestly if anything I would rather watch someone play through it. <laughs> I, I I say continue to go for it until you feel like you need to give up. Um but I I say try to see all the way cuz I think I think like pretty much like once you if you do do see it all the way through and you beat it, if you decide to go through the game again, once you get like the unlimited rockets and you upgrade your guns and stuff, it literally becomes easy and you'll be flying yeah. through the game and you'll know what to do. So it's not that scary and the tank controls won't even matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not gonna make any promises. I mean you already but, paid, but you, already, I, you already got it for cheap, you might as well uh, yeah. Play it all the way through. Yeah, because I got it. It was like you you could get the whole entire collection. Is it four, five, and six for I think twenty eight bucks on the on the oh, Xbox right. sale, and but they were they were eight bucks a piece for individually. So, so okay. I, so I um yeah I just got just got four, as I know a lot of people didn't like five. Well, I five I didn't good. like any, I didn't like bad. any of them, but. But I, like, as far as like the people who did like four, like some people didn't like five because they just didn't think it was a very good game. And then I don't know a whole lot about six to be honest. But yeah, because yeah, see, because my my issue is I have I have eight or I have seven yet, and I I ha- all I've the furthest I've gotten with that game is installing it. And so I would honestly, I'd rather go and start that mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of playing four because I just, like I said, I'm just, I just don't, didn't enjoy it, and I, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't, I don't even know if like, like, uh, like, because at least with like Sleeping Dogs, like, it started off kind of like I just didn't really like it, but then it, it gradually got much better Mm -hmm. and i just i just with the con it's the main problem for me is those controls if the controls were a little bit more fluid it would be a fun game to play but i i just don't i just don't like how the the controls were set up in that game at all and i and i don't think that's going to change at all so i I say stick with it i say stick with it if you need, if you want to join, want me to join, I'll pop the game in. Of course, it's not co-op, but I'll yeah. I'll, I'll pop the game in and, and get on the headset with you, and we could chit chat and uh, get through it together. We could do we could do this, Jesse. You li- <laughs> Look, I, got I, was, I I know I could do it, but the problem is, is I don't, I don't want, want to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that all that's been in your arsenal? Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's basically it. Okay. But yeah, I I thought that would be funny because I, I like every time recently that would come up, I'm like, oh, that game's trash. I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> now we just need to get Corey to play it. 
So everybody, <laughs> we're gonna get into some Arsenal news. Um, I just got some quick ones because uh, we, we want to keep the show uh, going on too long. Uh, um, update. This is actually an update. Battlefield versus Grand uh, Operation Mode. Uh, oh, sorry. Battlefield 5's Grand Operation Mode will be available at launch after all. I don't know why I say versus. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do the original story first, and then I'm going to give the update. That uh, And all our news for Arsenal X is coming from uh, Game Informer, so you guys could check it out on their website. Um, Grand Operations, the mode that EA used to announce Battlefield 5, will not be available in the game when it's released in October. The publisher revealed that detail in a new post highlighting the mode, which is, expen- which is an expanded version of the operations mode introduced in Battlefield 1. They state, Grand Operation is the ultimate multiplayer experience designed to seamlessly showcase the maps and modes in Battlefield 5, EA says. Each Grand Operation presents a powerful narrative experience inspired by historical events. Shortly after lunch, you will be able to take part in the first Grand Operation. In the months that follow, you'll continue to fight across other unseen and unplayed battlefields of World War II. Matt Burtz played the mode at E3 last month, and he said it was a good time. At the same time, he was apprehensive about how much content would be available in the game at launch. He may have been talking about DICE's plan to roll out additional maps in the order the real-world events happened during World War II, but his point still stands. We don't know what shortly after launch translates to, to specifically, but one thing's for sure. Neither of the two modes that EA highlighted at E3, Grand Operations, and Battle Royale are going to be playable when the game launches on October 19th. And now this is the update that EA has. DICE and EA have changed course with regards to the timing of when the flagship Battlefield 5 mode will be available, issuing the following statement. Battlefield 5 Grand Operations is an experience that will be playable at launch and as part of uh, Tides of War. As we are still in development of the game, things change, and what we discuss in a blog that we released at EA Play when we revealed Grand Operations has been updated to reflect that. Um, so, uh, yeah, a new mo- uh, a mode that they promised is now finally coming out. So... Yay. <laughs> um, I, I just have another Battlefield 5 story, and then uh, we'll have a little discussion about it, uh, Jesse. Um, EA not against Battlefield 5 crossplay. Suggests cloud-based future makes it a given. In their Q1 earning call today, Electronic Arts talked a little bit about their future plans and fielded questions from investors. One question specifically uh, Needle Vice President of Investor Relations, Chris Evdenden, about Fortnite, specifically whether EA has been looking at Fortnite's success with cross-platform play to games like Battlefield 5, which has its own Battle Royale mode. It's an interesting question to ask EA, who has stayed fairly quiet on the subject of crossplay and Sony choosing to block it on the account level to ensure there is no carryover. Uh, Evident, however, started off by saying that the inevitable march toward cloud-based gaming means committing to a platform will be a thing of the past. Electronic Arts became an evangelist of this platform agnostic cloud philosophy at E3 earlier this year when they expanded to the idea of streaming games to your phone. 
Evan Dan explained that EA is looking at current cross-play opportunities for their titles. We're looking at key franchises in terms of how we can deliver cross-platform play in a similar way that Fortnite has, especially some of our titles that have a broader and diverse player base, he told investors. The ability to bring PC to mobile or mobile to console can bring family and friendly bring family and friends together and we think that that's an important part of our future development profile expect more from us on that front in the future um so i don't trust ea with this crossplay thing at all and i know it'll be more of a, a rigid thing but i'm like who's trying to play an ea game on mobile slash tablet to play with xbox one and pc like, are you really trying to do, uh, what was that, um, the one game that they showed at E3 that had, uh, that tablet game? Oh, um, yeah, crap, what was that? Um, that, whatever that heart trash was, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't see EA being, being good to do it. And because they looked at Fortnite and have ideas and stuff, well, Fortnite is playing with Switch players. EA is not doing much for Nintendo. So, yeah, see, that's the thing. They would have to, they would have to uh, start bringing stuff to Switch for it to even be, uh, you know, something even worth worth thinking about. Right. Because, I mean. I mean, because I, I feel like you would have, to me personally, it feels like you have to have a Richards account. Like, I feel like they're going to link it to something that you got to have this in order to do it. Because if you're a PC player, of course, you're going to have to have a Richards. If you are playing it on Xbox, whatever their, I think, Origins or whatever their thing is, EA Play or EA Assets or whatever for Xbox One, well, yeah. you got to have that for cross-play. I feel like EA is going to attach to something. And to me personally, that's not worth it at all. No, I don't, I, no, I don't think they're going to make you have to do a paid service in order to get it. I think it will just be like kind of what you have to do with Epic and stuff where you... You just gotta log into your your account, like your EA account, you know, and just like like what kind of what you have to do with some of the other games, too. Like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what games right now. Because I'm like, what offhand, but I'm like, what family game do they gonna have? What Madden, uh, FIFA? Because that's all you're gonna do is is gonna get like crossplay with PC gamers, I guess some mobile gamers, and you know, you're probably going to get stuck with a whole bunch of adults and professionals. So if you're trying to go there to do like a family thing, it's the, the skill level is going to be different. Yeah. Right? Well, well, and if, if like the, um, cause aren't, aren't certain things, well, I guess maybe if the certain things that are missing from the switch versions of like the FIFA and stuff like that aren't really cross play, you know, like multiplayer stuff anyways, then I mm-hmm. guess that wouldn't really affect it. But, yeah, I th- I'm guessing that's more of what they're looking at is they want people to be able to play like, you know, like people who are playing on Xbox can play with people who are on Switch playing like FIFA and stuff like that. But, but and EA is not going to put a lot of their sports games or really any, really any of their big franchises 
on Switch. So to me personally, it's not worth for them to do crossplay because I'm because it doesn't offer enough. It, you know, I, I mm-hmm. like I, I like I said, I feel like they're gonna attach us to something um, that EA Origins access whatever the plan that they have for PC. Um, that that you pay for, I think that's gonna be. It's just gonna feel. It's just gonna not gonna feel right. And I feel like if you're not if if you're not gonna give a lot of your titles to Nintendo or Switch, regardless of graphics or anything, if you're if they're not willing to do that, there is no reason to be doing crossplay because just from P, just from Xbox to PC, I, I feel like. That's fine, but that's not really crossplay. Crossplay, like you, I feel like you got to have more options to be offered to make it crossplay. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, the, it, I agree. So, like, if moving forward they plan on putting more of their games mm-hmm. on Switch, like I said, then you know that's fine. But I, I still disagree. I don't think that they're gonna. I, I think they're smart, smart enough to know that they they're not gonna get away with putting locking that behind some kind of paid service because it's because they're they're already trying to do damage control for you know the stuff that's been happening you know with with the with the Star, um, Wars. Star Wars game and stuff like mm-hmm. that I don't think they're they're enough time has passed for them to think that even think about doing something, you know, like that, that's going to put them back in the negative, uh, media again. So, well, they, I don't know. I just, I, cause there really is no need to be asking for extra money for cross play because it, because Epic has showed us, it's literally just a matter of, uh, like just changing a couple little things and it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. But this to is make, e- to make it happen, but everybody is cautious cause this is EA. That's why. Yeah. yeah, I I don't I'm I'm not I'm not in that like I'm not really in that that boat anymore. Like, you know, like for me, it's just a it's it's just a case by case thing with EA. Like I I'm I'll still buy stuff from them, but only only if they do things the right way. And the second that they they screw up or do something that I don't like, well then I just won't give them money. You know, like that's you know, like I mean, there's there's already not a whole lot that they have to really offer that I really want, anyways, other right. than Battlefield. But but I mean, and and, th- and that's what I, and that's why I f- I feel like. I feel like if EA is, is going to do crossplay, I think the benefit, not benefit. I think if they're going to go all out on this kind of, kind of uh, mode to play with other people, I'm like you're going to have to include Switch. You go you're, because you're not going to do if Sony is blocking it. You know, that's not. I mean, that's not going to do nothing. For, that's not going to do nothing for EA. But I'm like, if you put projects on Switch, people will buy the game on Switch and crossplay with PC and crossplay with, um, and crossplay with uh, Xbox. And now that make that I think that would make Battlefield Five a little bit liver because now yeah. it feels like each system is a war upon itself. So now everybody yeah. has an army, and it's now it feels like World War Two. 
or something. I think yeah. you would just be yeah. able to get more by including Nintendo in in this. Um, yeah, you know? yeah, I. Uh, I'd I'd be really curious to see if that would be possible for them to put put uh, the Battlefield game on Switch. I feel like that that I don't know if I don't know if if the Switch could honestly handle it. Like they, the, you know, the, and it's the Switch. I mean, they FIFA has its own engine for Switch. Yeah. So yeah, I think if they could if they could make a game on that same engine to run the Switch, it would work. Yeah, I mean, but I the, mean, but I'm but but you'd still have to there'd still have to be things that that they can't really take out or or change too too much in order for it to work that, that would with be fine. with another with another system. I mean, you that, know, if they if they did want to do crossplay, right? I mean, that would be fine. A lot of people, a lot of people, well, because I think Dice Engine is not all of that impressive at all. To, to really be the truth. I don't think their their engine is like superior to anybody else's because everybody everybody asks is like, well, how in the heck Wolfenstein 2, it might not look like Xbox One, but it looks good and functional and yet EA can't try to do the same thing to put on Switch. You know, I, everybody, I think people will feel like EA is going to cheat Nintendo out on some things. Gra- graphically and just trying to get the game running, so it's it's gonna feel like EA's not gonna try hard or anything. But you know, it. I, I just I just I'm I'm worried more about EA because I don't think they're such a technical powerhouse compared to what a little what to like Point Blank could do with a port for Nintendo Switch. Yeah. You know. Well, well, I think. I think the issue is is like the games like Battlefield and stuff are like even taxing on usually on the consoles in general like like really the only way to play those kind of games and the truly the the way that it's supposed to look mm-hmm. is on PC. So I think that's the thing is like they're they're so focused on a really powerful, you know, system and and a setting that it it's just hard for them, I think, to even consider trying to put something like that on Switch just because they already don't run to their full potential on, on the consoles, you know, no matter what console you have. I've, I've, you know, I, th- I think that's that's the problem is they've always kind of been, they've always been very ambitious with trying to make, like, things you know, push, push the, the hardware to its limits, you know, and stuff like that. So I just, sometimes I just feel like EA doesn't try. I think they, they give you the smoke and mirrors. And then when you get the actual product, it's not wow. It's not, you know, wow, this looks gorgeous. This, this would be like, this looks nothing like what you showed at E3. And what you hinted at, yeah, it's running. It could be running on PC, but PC got like seventeen different graphic cards that come almost out every day or announced almost every month. So, I mean, yeah. to pay a sixty to pay for a sixty dollar game, you got to spend almost twelve hundred dollars to have the nice looking game. This is like really, I'm like, there's gonna be a graphics card that's gonna outface that graphic card. So it's just, yeah. So well, I've. 
I've all there's already like a, like obviously like no one has a TV uh, like a TV in their house that they can go and watch it and it's full potential. But I've there's videos on YouTube already of people like for a year like at least a year now mm. of people who have rigged their their uh their PC to be able to play an 8K yeah. resolution. Yeah, and they've they've rigged their their uh their monitors and stuff to be able to to like show 8k resolution and they played played battlefield one and 8k resolution and and like even just watching it on a regular tv it's amazing how like how amazing that game looks like running at a really high resolution like that but see that's the thing is like like to really to really appreciate what they do you've got to unfortunately have a really powerful setup and like an xbox one or anything but but like i'd uh, i'd imagine it looks a little bit better than what i've played it at but mm. yeah and it's it's one of those things where you unfortunately their games are built to to really be appreciated on a pc unfortunately so like that i think that's the thing is they unfortunately they don't yeah they don't really build things around consoles with uh, consoles in mind so much so well we're gonna move on uh to the next one because uh, we uh the next two stories or three stories is not that big um xbox games will go for august uh includes forza for honor and more uh microsoft has announced what games xbox live gold members can look forward to in august and there's a good amount of variety in the selection of freebies Throughout the entire month, players can grab Forza Horizon 2 for Xbox One, which received solid reviews back in 2014. For the first two weeks of August, players can also pick up the Polarizing Dead Space 3, which is playable on both Xbox 360 and Xbox One, thanks to backwards compatibility. Starting on August 16th, players can participate in some night on Viking on Samurai Warfare and Ubisoft for Honor, which despite a rocky launch has been improving ever since and is kicking off its seventh season of free DLC next month. Players can also pick up Epic Mickey 2 in the later half of August. Like Dead Space 3, it is available on both 360 and Xbox One. As an extra reminder, don't forget that you still have a few days to pick up some of July's free offerings of Assault Android Cactus, Death Squared, and Splinter Hit Sale Convictions. I need to check uh, to see if I got those games. Um, but yeah, um, I need to get Death Space, uh, Death Space 3 because I have 1 and 2 on my Xbox One, but I need to get 3. Um, I have that game on PS3, but I kind of want to play it now because uh, if it is backwards compatibility and we could do uh, online, uh, I probably will play with you, Jesse, or Rick, or with Corey um, and see if we could beat that game. Um, yeah, I, 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 have, I have all the the dead space games already just because i have the the ea yeah. access or whatever okay so because like because like the i i ended up getting ea access basically because uh at that time like there were a lot of the the battlefield games and stuff like that yeah i had played at some point but i i got rid of them like sold them 
but then I just wanted to have that uh, that ability to go back and play them whenever I felt like it. And so I just basically got that because they've now at this point, they've added like every single Battlefield game that I'd want to play on there. You know, like ba- like even Bad Company 2 is on there and stuff like that. So, And then, yeah, like all the, the Dead Space games are on there. So I, I, I have those all downloaded and stuff. I, I owned most of those games, though, already before I got that. But, mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to buy three. So I just was like, okay, well, I can get that through this, too. So, <laughs> but... Yeah, I was just one quick question. Do you know did did Epic Mickey get an actual Xbox One version of it? No. Or is or is it? It's okay. So it's a three. Okay. A yeah, that's yeah. It's just it's just playable on Xbox One. So if yeah. you if you still have Xbox uh, Live or three sixty, uh, where games would go, it's free on there also. So okay. Um, be, yeah. Uh, because Epic Mickey was, I think, like 2009. That was like during the Wii days and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that was pretty early. Yeah, that was pretty early. I think in the and in the and this Epic Mickey too. So, um, yeah. So it's kind of entertaining. Uh, but I know me and you, Corey, talked about we're probably gonna pick up all four games. Uh, cause for honor, yeah. I would love to try. Uh. Yeah, I mean that's that's smart that Ubisoft is doing it for free for Xbox, um, because I think now people could go to the game, get the free DLC, and then if they want more stuff, they could just buy the DLC or buy the game if they want to. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we're gonna move on to the next story. Uh, Xbox adaptive controllers accessibility starts with the packaging. Um. From day one, Microsoft has stated that its new adaptive controller was being designed with feedback and input from disabled gamers. In a new preview today, the company showed what uh, showed that every element, even the packaging, is created with accessibility in mind. Um, you guys can go on YouTube or on their Twitter page and take a look uh, at the unboxing video. Um, in a detailed post on this blog, Microsoft detailed how it rethought packaging to make sure players of all levels of ability would be able to retrieve the controller. This stipulation meant that many of the typical packing methods, including twist ties, plastic wrap, and anything that requires scissors were out of the question. Instead, the box is made with a series of loops connected to sealing tape that, when pulled, cause the packaging to neatly fall uh, follow open. It can even be open exclusively using your mouth. Microsoft says that feedback from the disabled gaming community made them realize steps that require complexity, uh, complexities like tearing with teeth could be prohibitively difficult to some. We previously heard what the community thought about the controller itself. It's great that something as silly as packaging won't stop anyone from being able to experience it. The Xbox adaptive controller released in September for $99.99. And it, the packaging thing video is really cool. I was just like, all right, Microsoft, you slick little devils. Y'all trying to be like Nintendo. <laughs> this is y'all Nintendo <laughs> Labo <laughs> version. Uh, but the packaging is smooth. It's, it's really cool, and I, I'm glad that Microsoft thought outside and thought of the disabled gamers on how uh, on how it uh, opens uh, for people to get access to it. It's really I, nice. 
I haven't seen it, but I'm uh, like my first thought right away is like, how could you make it easy to open? Mm-hmm. Is like, have you ever had boxes where they have the little string that yeah. you pull the string and then it, it kind of cuts the the box open for you and then you just basically pull the flaps and then whatever is in comes out. Yeah, I'm guessing is it did they do something like that or nope, no strings, no anything. Oh, okay. Everything because that just, would be super easy to you know to like, use just a string. It, there's something to but, make the tape pull open, and once you pull oh, open okay. the tape, it starts unfolding itself. And every time you like pull something or you move something, uh, there's different parts in it that comes loose and that comes open. So oh, okay. like, just check the video. It's like yeah, I'll, I'll watch it's it. It's probably it like. By the way that it looks, it might take like 30 seconds, 30 to 40 seconds to open up everything because there's just so many different parts on it. But they yeah. really thought that once you open it, it's easier to get to get through. And I was just like, yeah, y'all, y'all, did, y'all was very creative of getting this box open. So I think they probably discussed, wrote out stuff, tried things. I think they really put a lot of effort into it. Like, so I like, like I said, everybody, you could guys probably see it on YouTube. Check out the Twitter page. It's really, really cool. Or go to, uh, uh, Game Informer, uh, click on the story, uh, about it and you can watch the video there. Uh, but we're going to get into our last uh, story before we get into our last part of the show, our Arsenal Exchange. Um, Silent Hill HD Collection and Silent Hill Homecoming is now backwards compatible on Xbox One. Although Silent Hills will never see the light of day, fans of the Dormant series can now revisit a few of its early titles on Xbox One. The Silent Hill HD Collection, which includes the second and third games, and Silent Hill Homecoming are both now backwards compatible. The Silent Hill HD Collection is notoriously janky up <laughs> res. It was developed from incomplete code, and we didn't particularly enjoy Homecoming either. That being said, the series is undoubtedly a part of gaming history. It, it's better it exists in some format than not at all. <laughs> Dude, that Silent Hill HD collection was a mess. The Silent Hill community was upset. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there being kind of a kind of a bit of a yeah, uproar about it and people were pretty upset. And yeah, I, it's it it truly is sad that that like we like w- with what we're seeing them do with you know seeing Capcom do with Resident Evil now mm-hmm. like like you just can't help but like if you're uh if you're a um Silent Hill fan just daydreaming of how cool it would be to be getting the like you know really good remakes of those games you know similar much similar to like what Resident Evil is doing cuz it it really is a shame because those like like that Silent Hill and Resident Evil are like the quintessential like horror you know games you know from back in the day like like those are the two you know, that people most talk about as far as when it comes to that horror, you know, franchise during that time. And, and yeah, it's a, it's really a bummer that, that, uh, that people that love the Silent Hill games aren't going to ever get anything like that. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know what? We literally need to watch the Silent Hill movie. 
Yeah, the silent. Hit. Yeah, I like that movie. It's so good. I the liked sec- it. The, the second one wasn't bad. Uh, I actually did a commentary for optional opinion, like a one minute commentary, and I was yeah. like, "What is this nonsense?" But uh, it was quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I liked I liked them both. I mean, yeah, the first one was good. They, I, you know, yeah. They 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 you know they were what they were. They like in comparison to other movies that that are based off of games i don't mm-hmm. think they were were as bad compared to a lot of the other stuff yeah. like i just watched today i just watched uh tomb the the tomb raider and that was such a good yeah movie mo- that was such a good movie based off of a it, game i think that's really, my favorite it really didn't get no press um that it came to like video yeah, like, like I was checking Target to be like, okay, when is this movie coming out? And then people was talking about, you know, they were watching Tomb Raider and stuff. I'm like, okay, it might be on video on, on demand. Like I just happened to like walk through Target and see it there. But yeah, I went to the movie there to go see Tomb Raider and was thoroughly impressed and enjoyed. And uh, hopefully, part they'd make a part two because it it really is a great movie. Yeah, I like. Well, what happened is uh, today. I think it was today. I got a. I, I'm signed up for the the Red Box. Uh, uh, the um, uh, where you get uh, like a free movie or something. Te- te- text messages. Yeah, yeah. So like, I got a I got a thing to a promotion code today, uh, for rent uh rent two for the price of one basically. Uh huh. And so I ended up renting that because I've been wanting to see it. And then I had rented the new Jumanji uh, movie because I've been wanting to see that. So I, I'm after we're done, that's probably what I'll end up doing is watching that. But the Jumanji movie. But but yeah, it was like it was like a perfect perfect opportunity for me to be able to rent rent both movies for super cheap. So yeah, they said the Jumanji movie was good. Yeah, everyone says that it is really good. So, and I, I did watch a little bit of the beginning of it because I was like trying to fall asleep, and and I just put it on anyways, and I, then I did. But, um, yeah, like I, well, it, just the cast, the cast alone is just was was worth seeing it for. So, so I love the cat. Yeah, well, the Rock, and and then you've got uh, Kevin Hart. You got. Yeah, Kevin Hart and and uh, Jack Black, like Kevin Hart and Jack Black, like just the idea of having them in a in a movie as <laughs> like that is just hilarious. Like that's so good, but yeah, so yeah, so uh, yeah, go check that out. Yeah, because I know we still got to do Turtles Four, um, but we can't do that until uh, our boss man returns back. Hopefully yeah, he will yeah. be back soon, uh, and we will watch that movie um, before we get into the other two Teenage Ninja Turtle movies, the Michael Bay ones. And then uh, I think we'll go from there. I need to get the list together uh, because I know you have some suggestions uh, yeah. to watch. And I know Corey has some, um, and everybody... I know. Uh, <laughs> Did you read my? Did you read? Uh, we'll get, we're about to get into our our exchange real quick. Uh, did you read my comment about? I kind of want to do a crossover with Secret Friends Unite. 
uh, that uh, Todd and Charlie come on and watch Punisher Warzone with me. And then oh. I go on Secret Friendship Night and watch whatever show that they want. Like we do comic <laughs> I, I think I must have missed I must have missed that. I I I I remember you talking up maybe I did see it, I just don't remember. Because I remember you talking about doing something else. Maybe that was maybe that was it. I just forgot. I don't but yeah, that that would be that would be pretty interesting to do I do a crossover it. thing like that with them. I love Punisher Warzone, and I think that's the best Marvel movie ever that I have seen. I don't know that I got to watch. I'm trying to think if I watched that one or not because yeah, I was like I was a really big fan of even though they were they weren't that great. I did like the Punisher movies. Yeah, but. He, this is the one with uh, Punisher being on the chandelier uh, when he goes into the mansion and does all that shooting and stuff. It's it's so it's so good. I love it. Like it looks, it looks really really good. I love that movie. That, yeah, that was the last one they made, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I did. I think I seen part of it, but I didn't ever finish it. Finish it. Okay. Because I I don't remember why I seen part of it even. I th- I don't know where I watched it on TV or something or you that a friend something. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't remember, but yeah, I I I know I seen part of it, but I just the beginning of it, but Well, well let's get into our final part our our next change. Uh now, do you think exclusives pay off? What does it take for it to work? And reason why we might have already had this conversation about exclusive, but I kind of want to talk about exclusive as in DLC content, where um, if something is exclusive to that system first before anybody else gets it, do you think it really pays off? Um Definitely when we look at Destiny 2 or pretty much anything Activision related, uh, a lot of that goes to, um, like, really goes to, uh, you know, goes to Sony PlayStation. You know, we're getting the, uh, for us as Xbox owners, you know, we're getting Battlefield 5. I think early we're getting the Fallout uh, 76, like that beta early. Uh, before it goes to PlayStation and stuff, do you think these exclusives are uh, really pay off? Um, and like, kind of, what would you like to see? Pretty much, that's exclusives to Xbox first. That will really make you be like, this was worth it. Well, okay, so like for me, like obviously, I think it it depends on how much clout a, a game has. Like I feel like, like there there would have been a time like if during during um like when uh like the first Black Ops game came out or something like had had uh PlayStation had the the rights to you know early access to that to the Call of Duty games during that time I think that would have been a really big deal, but. But as of right now, like the Call of Duty games just don't carry the carry the weight, uh, the impact that they used to have. So like I honestly, 
like I I kind of laugh at it because like almost I'm like every time that I see a thing where they're like you know like promoting that ooh you know like PlayStation has has first access to the Call of Duty games and I'm just like yeah they can have it because no one cares <laughs> like right. so what so like it just doesn't hold any weight anymore and so like like had it been in a different time period it would have been a big deal for them to have that but like right now it just doesn't carry the weight that it used to so and i think call of duty 4 don't even have any i don't even think there's anything exclusive i think besides maybe the beta it's probably exclusive to playstation 4 first before xbox yeah but like in game wise like you you got everybody on any console has now has to pay forty dollars to get the rest of the whole game to get a, a complete edition. Yeah, yeah, it's it, like they. Yeah, I think you get to play it, play it maybe a week early or something. Maybe I don't know. I I know there's some kind of thing that they get first, and then of course they'll always get the expansions and stuff like that first. You know, things like that. When new maps come out, they'll always be available for PlayStation first. And then, like, a week or so later than, than or more, then uh, Xbox will get it. But again, it's it's not really that big of a deal, like, anymore. I feel like, it, you know, like, just using that game as, a, as an example. But I think, like in general with this like that ultimately is what makes makes or breaks uh you know whether whether a game being exclusive you know time timed exclusive or or having things first it all depends on what game that that we're talking about and like you know, and like I said, like there, there would have been times where having the exclusive stuff to the Call of Duty games would have been mm-hmm. a big deal, but it just isn't anymore. And part of me thinks that's why why Xbox just didn't really fight to try to keep that because the Call of Duty was on a was kind of on a decline, and they're just like, yeah, here you go. You can here you go, Sony. You can have her sloppy seconds. <laughs> well, I think Activision. I think at once, once Activision saw the numbers that PlayStation Four was doing, yeah. and the in the opinions and uh, critiques Xbox was getting before Xbox One came out, I think mm-hmm. they were just like, we gotta go where the money is going at. So they yeah. switched their whole plan and went with Sony because. I think if Xbox One was a big hit uh, sales-wise over PlayStation 4, I think Activision would have stayed with Xbox. But because there was a shift, they decided to go with uh, PlayStation 4. Now, surprisingly, you know, I think Destiny didn't knock it out the ballpark, and their DLC exclusivity didn't do nothing for them. Yeah, yeah, that that was but but again, you know, like those games like as a whole like the the uh, Activision games just really haven't been doing as well mm. like anymore. Like even, you know, like the first Destiny was a was a pretty big deal and then the second one, I mean, it was a big deal when it first came out, but but people like 
pretty quickly realized that it really wasn't what they wanted and it, and it didn't really, you know, it, it kind of dropped off pretty quick and, and, you know, and people still have been having issues and, you know, like just waiting for it to be what, the, what they want it to be. And so like, again, like people don't really, I don't think PlayStation or uh, Xbox players really care if if they're not getting the destiny 2 stuff exclusively or whatever Heck, I would so think playstation owners <laughs> care yeah about it. yeah like, well that yeah that too but i mean but you know like it, there's always though that that thing that when like someone is you know like super hardcore about a system mm-hmm. like they'll they'll be uh you know like they'll be excited about something like that just because it's playstation it doesn't matter that the game sucks they're just you know it's just something more for them to to rub in people's faces (laughs) you know so it's just you know i think i think a lot of the time some of that hype about things like exclusives even for for either console can can be fabricated you know, excitement just because, you know, they're, they just want to rub something in people's face because we've seen that with, with, you know, the 360 where there was a lot of, a lot of times where people, you know, would get overly excited and, and, you know, and try to rub it in Sony's faces and stuff like that. And so I don't know. It's, that's why I just like what I like and I, I don't really pay too much attention. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I do want Microsoft to get their their act together and get some some new uh, exclusive games out because they are lacking in that department. Well, well, I, but, I think more of exclusive DLC. I yeah. not so much worry about exclusive games at this moment. Uh, well, like one of the things that I'm kind of mad about that's kind of been in the I think came up in the news recently. Um, is uh, Remedy kind of put Microsoft on blast a little bit recently because Microsoft still owns the rights to Quantum Break and to Alan Wake. Yeah. And and they're not making those games, not because they don't want to, but because Microsoft doesn't want to, and they own the rights to it. And and that kind of pisses me off that, that Microsoft could be telling them to go ahead and make an Alan Wake 2, which a lot of people who played the first one have been wanting for a long time. But I think the thing thing about it is that with that, if it's always... It it depends on contracts. And it depends on if Remedy... When they when Microsoft went to them, or Remedy went to Microsoft, if they put on the contract that Remedy would not own the IP, Remedy yeah. that's going to be more on Remedy. Rather they put Microsoft on blast or anything within that contract, Remedy should have said, if anything happens to this IP, it is ours. It is still ours. We just yeah. we want to put want to publish this game exclusively only on your system and get the funding. But if anything happens, whether it sells or not, we still own the rights to own to that IP. Yeah. And since yeah. and since Remedy did not do that, 
that's all well, them. I think I think Brimney just needed business so they could stay afloat because well, they're yeah, and and they're part of it part of it I think is because Alan Wake came out during a time when when Microsoft wasn't so great of a of a company to be developing things for either. They, you know, during they, the three six. During the 360 era is when they were when they were on top of the world and they were acting the way that Sony is right now, well, where they you know, just would. I I wouldn't I wouldn't say so much that I think Alan Wake would have been successful if if gamers were if gamers were were people who were varied in their library. I always, yeah. I always talk about having a diverse library. And because 360 and a little bit of PS3, because FPS around that time was such a big, you know, big money maker, a lot of gamers were buying more FPSs than they were doing horror or doing action games like that. Besides, besides Gears of War stuff like that, yeah. you know, people will copy off of Gears because it was successful. A lot of people bet big, or oh, if they put out a first person shooter, they was going to make that the money, uh, that company money. And because it, they felt like it would sell well on 360. Anything outside that genre uh, wouldn't do nothing unless you were Nintendo. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I'm I'm not even really talking about like about how well it sold. I'm just saying mm-hmm. during that time is when when Microsoft didn't really care too much about the developers, you know, like what they you know their their wants and and things like that, and they just they just kind of you know did you know did business and and weren't you know like weren't like now. Microsoft's trying to be a little bit more conscious and trying to be 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 better about taking care of the people who want to make games for them. Feel, and so that we, contract and, with them was made during that time when right, they weren't and, and the we, greatest company we, to work with. And we talked about that when whatever Microsoft was at in their way of doing business, that was without Phil Spencer being in lead. That decision was made by other people. Once Phil Spencer came and all that other stuff started happening and Phil Spencer started thinking about gamers and changing the business, I think the mindset of how Microsoft did exclusive change, uh, did exclusive stuff with a change. I think if Phil Spencer was part of the 360 brand, like he was head of it, and Alan Wake would have came out, I think he would have, I think at that time, he would allow Remedy still to do a Alan Wake two or do something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Phil Spencer would have gave up on that game. If I think if gamers, I think if gamers, and th- and that's kind of why I say if have been a diverse gamer because I think if a lot of people went up and bought uh, Alan Wake. I think uh, Alan Wake 2 would have came. Uh, people would have went and bought Quantum Break. There would have been a Quantum Break 2. Th- the the thing about it is gamers 
the the two gamers during because there's two different games and two different generations. Those gamers that's in the three sixty uh, uh, three sixty generations, and I'm stereotyping for this generalizing, were heavy on FPS. The people with Quantum Break with some gamers was because they had a dislike for Microsoft of what they did in the past, and because PlayStation Four was high in numbers and in the systems. They felt like the way to be uh to be a gamer amongst your friends and stuff was to have a PlayStation Four, and if you own the Xbox, you were seen and uh you were seen in a various way, opinionated way and stuff, and being being made fun of. So I I think that kind of hurt Remedy, um in a sense. You know, it didn't so much hurt Microsoft. Microsoft got made fun of, but it hurt Remedy and uh realistically and i think gamers don't sometimes see that microsoft was just the publisher the real people who hurt in this whole thing was remedy and i think if people would go back and play a lot of remedy games or picked up a copy and actually realize how good remedy makes games I yeah think their that games opi- are phenomenal right i think <laughs> that opinion would change you know people i think We'll see what they do with Control, because uh, that is come to Xbox One and yeah. PS4. We'll see how that goes in everything. Um, I just I just feel like when a gamer sometimes blame a publisher uh, before they blame the developer, or sometimes the blame both, because I'm guilty of doing that. I have blamed publishers. I have blamed developers. I have called... Uh, I called out Sony for a lot of stuff, and I still continue to call them out on a lot of things. Uh, I'll call out Rockstar, and they're a well-known developer for a lot of things. I called them out on a whole bunch of stuff, but at least I go and do pick up that game. Because I feel like the people who came together to work on this game really worked hard to create something to enjoy they really want to express a story and this art form and everything and you know i didn't own the 360 because of the tech but i do have alan wake i have the 360 version uh because this bags was compatible and i own quantum i brought quantum break like two weeks after it came out i just didn't have the money at the time when it came out and i have it and I can't. I played a little bit, but I can't wait to play that game full through. I played Max Payne Three. That is one of Rockstar's uh, best games ever because Remedy worked on it. Yeah, like Max Payne Three is their is Rockstar's best game over anything that Rockstar themselves ever created. And I can, when I seen Control. I, I'm so excited to see, you know, play that game. I'm going to get it on Xbox One over PS4 yeah. because I own most of Remedy's games on PS4. Max Payne 3 is an exception because I, I had a PS3 uh, when it came out. But I want to have that game with the rest of my Remedy collection on Xbox One. Yeah. So, but it's it's just still a bummer though that like and I and maybe that'll maybe it'll change. I'm hoping maybe kind of like Phil Spencer did with uh the guys who created um um the Max Max uh, Curse of Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Like like he'll hopefully maybe someday he'll let them just have the 
the uh the rights to those to the to uh to Alan Wake and stuff back so then they can do stuff with it without having to wait for Microsoft to tell them that they can because like right now that's their that's their major issue with Microsoft is they've been wanting to make an Alan Wake 2 but but they can't do anything about it until Microsoft says that yeah we want you to make one and so that's why control is going to be uh, multi-platform is because they they want to start having control of their of, of their their IP. Uh, their IP. So uh, that's that's what I'm just mad at is because and I know there's there's a couple of examples of Microsoft recently letting uh, companies like this have the the rights back to their games that they made that were exclusive to to Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping that that will change. You know, if people need to go on Twitter and 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 uh, it, tweet not, at Microsoft not, or something, it's not, but it's not even that. When these developers are getting to a contract with any company, you need to make the stipulation that we need to own the IP. I think that's why Nintendo. Um, when they do their exclusives or they lend their title out to another Japanese developer and stuff and they fund it, they're lending. They'd be like, we, we decide to choose you guys to make this game for us. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't own Bayonetta. They own Bayonetta. The only reason why they own Bayonetta 2 is because Nintendo paid for that uh, development cost. If Platinum Games and Sega was funding Bayonetta 2 and was able to put that on three three platforms, Nintendo would have nothing to say about that. But because even uh, even with one million sales, Sega made that decision to not fund Platinum to get that game made. Nintendo yeah. did, and they're paying for that, and they're paying it for it again. So they own that exclusive game uh, because they paid the development. Microsoft, mm-hmm. in a sense, is Microsoft in a sense is taking that whole took that whole title and IP away from Remedy. If Remedy yeah. would have said, "This is ours. We just need you guys to fund it, and it's exclusive, connected to your system." That would have been fine if they decided yeah. to do an Alan Wake. If they decided to do an Alan Wake two, they could pull, they could make an Alan Wake two because Microsoft is not funding it. If Remedy was funding it, then they could be like, okay, contractually wise, I'm sorry, PlayStation two owners, you cannot get uh, Alan Wake one because that belongs on a Microsoft platform. Yeah, I guess I'm just hoping that. That either either we do get an Alan Wake two and Microsoft does you know give them the okay after this game, mm-hmm. or or something something happens. I just want something to happen with that IP because it it it's unfortunately it's a really good a really good game to to build off of, and and they, I just hope something gets done about they it. They got new they they. At E3, they have those new, uh, those new companies. All, all five of them, any five of them, could take that game, could take that IP and do a sequel. I know, but I'd rather Remedy do it though. That's I, the I, thing. I think at at this time, I think sometimes companies, when they do licensing, uh, or they 
they they move an IP to some other company or, or, or something, you know, it's not always going to be the original creators. Because, I mean, yeah, Sony owns God of War. But the God of War is actually David Jeffy's, uh, or Jaffe, when he was at Santa Monica. So yeah. when he decided to leave Santa Monica, of course, Corey Barlog took over because he worked on that first game. That game, you know, of if 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 David Jaffe was an independent developer and he brought that to Sony, I think he would have told Sony, as long as I could keep this IP in this mice, uh, I will make it exclusive for your system and not put it anywhere else. Yeah. But I think David Jaffe got in his head. Um, and even though he he even though he was at Santa Santa Monica, I think he gave up on the God of War series, and now it's more Corey Barlog's uh game. You and David Jaffe just walked away from it. I'm like, you had a hit game, you had great design, you made not Sony uh millions, but you know you made Santa Monica who they were. And yeah. you walked away from that. You know? Yeah. It, 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 even though that's a different kind of exclusive. Like, gaming stuff is a different kind of exclusive. That's why I, when I asked this question, I was talking about more DLC. Because yeah. we talked Time about... Different. Yeah, we we talked about game exclusives before. Um, yeah. But you make, a great, you make a great point with Alan Wake and... Uh, Quantum Break with Remedy. That's a that's a great example. I I just feel like, um, w- w- with this one, I I put more. I I don't blame Microsoft and I don't blame Remedy. I blame uh the viewpoint and opinions of gamers by not supporting this. Yeah. And well, I, well, that's the thing is I do bel- I do feel like. Yeah, like both both sides made made some choices that mm-hmm. probably weren't weren't the way that it should have gone about. But I I do think that yeah, unfortunately, when you're a new developer and you're not new, but I mean, like when you're st- starting a new IP like that, and you just kind of you want your game to get out there, and you know, and Microsoft was the one willing to throw money at them to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll just do whatever, unfortunately, at that time. And so both of them are kind of to blame in, in many ways for for the outcome of it that we're dealing with now. But but at the same time, it's just like like if if you're you're la- you're Microsoft and you have like barely any exclusives right now. It's it's kind of like you should have been looking to instead of control coming out, they they could be making Alan Wake two that would have been exclusive but to see, Xbox. The thing, but see the thing with Microsoft and their position, no matter if they got fifteen thousand exclusives to their system, they got to get it right and they got to they gotta get it to a point where people are not gonna have that mindset of what they think of Microsoft and Xbox One. They yeah. they gotta show not show fandom or anything, but they gotta show support. And a lot of people feel like if you buy something for Xbox, the it feels like the PlayStation Four uh, or Sony. The, the some of the Sony players going to automatically mock 
we mark Microsoft regardless of what they do. And yeah. so that's why games are getting pushed back. You know, that's why games are getting delayed, like Crackdown Three and stuff. Um, at this at this point, Microsoft is just like we want to make our games better. We're gonna make our product better because you know we get, some people get mad at Microsoft when they delay the game, but not get mad at Sony for fifteen thousand delays. You know, yeah. Nintendo you know, have a philosophy, has the philosophy, and Microsoft is learning more from Nintendo, just like we we are, we are will hold this game, delay it, apologize, and do whatever we have to do to get it back. We don't care about any kind of criticism at us. When it's yeah. ready, we will show you, and when we show you, hopefully you guys like what we got to show you, and you continue to talk about it and excite you. And Microsoft is trying to do that. You yeah, know? And, and, I won- and I wonder, too, if it's maybe just part of the reason is maybe the uh, Microsoft just isn't ready for Alan Wake to, because maybe they, that's something that they've had in their mind, but it's something that they're more looking to wanting them maybe to make on the next, the next console series, you know, like something when, when they're the power, like they can, you know, offer them some, some more powerful stuff and try to get it, you know, like think about because i think that's probably might be part of it too is there like a, a lot of these companies like remedy might be feeling uh neglected because they've just been spending so much try time trying to do like trying to re reboot their whole entire company mm-hmm. you know in their their gaming department is like needed so much attention and trying to fix a lot of things in in house that they haven't really had too much time and and I mean that's kind of already been apparent with the it, fact that they are, they are lacking and and uh exclusive games is they've just they've had to put too much time into trying to fix their company before they can move forward. Well, th- that may be true. My think my thing is this. To uh, and this might seem offensive to some of the Sony players, and I'm sorry to say this, but now that you talked about God of War and narrative, go back and play Alan Wake. Go back and play Quantum Break. If you got a friend, or if it's on PC, or if there's a way that you... Well, not, not Quantum Break. That's more of Xbox One. Go and play those games and look at their narrative. Because my thing has always been this. If you care about narrative in God of War, there has been other games that have done better or equal narrative for God of War. Why have you ignored that? Why does yeah. it feel like you feel like you understand what narrative is because of God of War? And I would say that to any of the Xbox players who played God of War and said the same thing. Even with the Nintendo crowd, if you have talked about narrative and you have played a game from Nintendo that told a great narrative and it's just mind-blowing and never played anything else that have great narrative, go and play these games. Go play yeah. Alan Wake and Quantum Break and uh, and look at that narrative. Don't look at the presentation. The narrative and the presentation are two different things. Yeah. Presentation could always present. People are blown away still to this day on how Wind Waker HD look. That is different than what God of War is. 
God of War looks good in presentation. Their narrative is not strong. But if you if you feel like that it is strong enough that you're giving it high praise, go back and place our Alan Wake and uh and Quantum Break. Go play a Gears of War game if you feel like anything that you feel go play Hellblade. Go play Iconoclast. Stuff that really does narrative good. Go and play that stuff. Yeah, I kind of class it's not on Xbox, but you know, Hellblade is on Xbox One. If you if you decided not, that you didn't want to play it on PS4 and you didn't want to play near Automata on PS4, those games are available on Xbox One. Play that for this for the narrative that they're trying to present to you. Yeah, which I need to. I have Hellblade. I still need to start that because I really, I've really been wanting to dive into that game. So, everybody, that is going to be the show. We want to know what you guys think about exclusive DLC. Yes, we, I know me and Jesse talked about a different exclusive. <laughs> but I kinda well, wanna, it, yeah. I, I kind of want to hear what you guys think. Or we, we, we want to hear, not me. We want to hear what you guys think of exclusive DLC. If you guys want to talk about exclusive games, also talk about it. Drop us a line. You can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at arsenalxpodcast. You can check out our Facebook page at arsenalxpodcast. And you guys can leave us a comment. Um, if you like what we're doing, uh, subscribe here on Nurse Gone Rogue on YouTube. And also check out more of our content on ngrradio.com. You can also watch our other sh- Xbox shows or kind of multiplayer shows like Squad Goes, Royale with Cheese, uh, Pot and Play, um, Trophy Hunters, B-Size, uh, Nurse Gone Platinum, uh, Nintendo Power Block, uh, Nurse Gone Rogue. Uh, our movie commentary of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, go check out the first one. Uh, the second one is good. The third one, we just started talking about anything else. But the first one, we had such a good time starting. It was so much fun. Uh, yeah. But we have a lot of content on there. Also, you guys could uh, read a lot of our written content on NGRRadio.com. Um, Jesse, where can we find you at? You can find me on Twitter at PhantomMaggotAX. And uh, also, I was just going to – I had planned on doing this like a while back. Um, my, I, I just kind of have a plug for my sister, actually. Yeah, go ahead. My, my sister, uh, she, she makes like candles and, and like, like unique things like that, like, you, like the uh, Palo Santo or whatever wood. And like different kinds of things that she she has on like an Etsy thing, and uh, she does some really amazing like can things with candles. Like mm-hmm. what what you can actually do is you can go on there and like you could say like I want a like a, a Gears of War or like a, a Metroid or you know like uh, themed candle. And she, you can actually give her ideas, and then she, like if it's something that she doesn't quite like know a whole lot about, uh, she'll do some research on it, and then she'll kind of try to come up with like a with like an idea of how like how to make like a theme like candles themed like like whatever it is that you want her to do. And uh, her her company, uh, it's on Etsy. It's Third Eye Candle Company. It's third eye candle and then co dot and um her 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 fiance uh 
is a amazing artist and he does like tattoos and stuff like that. Yeah. And he actually he created her uh, her logo for a company and it's 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 an amazing looking logo. It's really cool. But uh yeah, so like you can go on there. She she like basically she she does that to get um you know just for extra money because the like she's been she's gone through a bunch of like uh like health issues and things like that. And so, like, she always can use the extra money for, like, paying for, like, doctor bills and things like that. And uh, so, yeah, like, if, you know, if it's something you're interested in, like, they can, the candles can be just for decoration, but uh, you can burn them. And she she makes them all different kinds of scents and everything. Like, I mean, there's, like, the, the stuff that she goes through is in depth into making these things. There's, like... A, they're just really cool looking though. Like if you go on her thing, you can see some of her stuff that she does. It really is like an art, like it's more like artwork than anything else. It's like one of those things where you, it's almost too good looking to to burn it. (laughs) So, but yeah, so third eye candle company or so third eye candle dot CO or CO dot. And, uh, yeah, like she, uh, basically will ship things out and she, she'll keep in contact with you try to let you know, like when she's getting things ready and stuff like that, if, if you need that. So she tries to be pretty hands-on with, with, uh, keeping in contact with people that want to buy stuff from her and stuff. So, so yeah, so. All right. Yes. Uh, did she say just for the name already? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys can find me on uh, Twitter at that retrico, and also um, if you guys want to check out my podcast, it's optional opinion. You can see that, find that on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and other podcast apps. Also, uh, me and Jesse got our own Twitch page. Uh, so um, me, I am the lyrical one on Twitch. Uh, and if you guys want to friend me on Xbox One, it is on Xbox. It is the lyrical one. Uh, where can they find you also, Jesse, on Twitch? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say it again. It's it's uh, sub uh, underscore H-U-M underscore A-N-S. And so it's subhumans, but it's the underscore breaks it up again. It's like a, it's a punk band that I like, and uh, and I just thought it was made for a good, good screaming. So. guys next week and hopefully our boss man will be joining us as and with that we'll talk to you later bye everybody bye